Welcome everyone back to Talking Gaming and Tech Podcast. We're here again, once again, on set around six o'clock ish Wednesday, as always. Remember, if you want to watch us live, twitch.tv slash get tech geeks, you can watch us live. Granted, a whole lot of people don't watch us, and this is a podcast, and I'm sure you like listening to it at work or whatnot, because that's how I listen to podcasts. And there's a bunch out there, along with, and they're all on our wonderful host. Well, our host is Anchor, which is owned by Spotify, actually. So, you listen to us on Spotify. Thank you. Yeah, Rogan, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> and as, so it is like another Wednesday. There's not a whole lot of news this week, but there is some this week. We got more rumors of the Xbox Game Pass coming to the Switch. We got the free chivalry tr- uh, to open beta. Uh, which is kind of cool. This was at PAX actually last year, which was really neat. Uh, we got some actually uh, really cool news about Call of Duty. I'll get into what I was talking about earlier before we started the podcast with Warzone and just 80s action movies being integrated, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but it's still Call of Duty and Call of Duty shit. So. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Zelda Skyward Sword is... The Loftwing Amiibo lets you skip frustrating piece of the game's design. Well, I guess in a matter of people's opinions, I guess. Um, if you're talking about the motion controls, 100%. Well, and I'll get into that and what my opinion was. I didn't like them at first, and after playing it for about 20 hours, when I managed to play that game, I actually really liked the motion controls. Did you hear what you just said? After 20 hours! It yeah. took you 20 hours to, to get anywhere near enjoyment of the fucking thing. That yeah. shows you how bad they are. Yeah, but once you really set into it and realize how it was designed and how the and how the bosses are actually designed around those motion controls, you're like, holy shit, now this actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but it doesn't make it good. <laughs> so, I really enjoy it. I think Skyward Sword is actually one of the best storylines, but we'll get into that when we get to the topic. Um... So, and over on the tech side, we have some news about Android 12. There's a huge UI overhaul. Uh, the first trailers for teaser trailers for uh, Snake Eyes, Rise of a Hero. Uh, YouTube, uh, being shiesty YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. We'll get into that. And Amazon is uh, putting a ban on police use of facial recognition. So, <laughs> yeah. How how long do they plan to? How long do they think they have any control over that? Because they yeah. literally don't. <laughs> I think we have it a little backwards here with that because the police should actually have access to facial recognition, <laughs> while yeah. companies should not. <laughs> well, well, here's a here's a thing for you. Are you ready? Amazon can actually ban the police from using it as long as the government steps in and says they can. They not if it's. Nope, no, they, no, no, nope, it no. doesn't matter. Nope, nope. It, they can have all the rights they want. If the government says that they're going to use the technology, they 100% can. They can even in, reverse engineer it and steal the, the technology for military use and uh, police use. No, I know. actually look that up. So they yeah. literally have no ground to stand on, and they're just kind of like grandstanding because they yeah. think it'll make them look good. Well, no, if like 
if it's their technology, if they infringe on their technology, Amazon can sue whatever police department decides to do that. Um, yes, but like I said, if the government steps in and says they can use it, they cannot. No, that's no, because the government can't, because that's your personal property. They actually can't. That's what I, I makes this. That's what actually makes us different from communist China. But <laughs> no, no, I don't think you quite understand how it works, because they can literally just reverse engineer it and take whatever they want. It's been done before. The government has done this multiple times with technology, dude. And in fact, some of what Amazon has in their face recognition is probably technology that they got from the government in the first place. We'll get into and that from but... private sector. There's a lot of rules with private sector stuff. They can they can declare like a state of emergency and such in order to use it. There's many ways that they can get around them just saying, well, you're not allowed to use it, which is also utterly retarded that you don't want facial recognition, which works perfectly to be used to catch criminals. Yeah, I know. But UK right. is also going to be putting a ban on their police using facial recognition too. Yeah, because they want a grandstand. Because... The social justice bullshit. Like, it's ridiculous, dude. Um, I would love to have facial recognition to catch anyway. criminals. Anyway, so we'll get into more of that in the second half. So if you're interested in that conversation, because it's going to be a good conversation, I can already tell. So you might want to stick around. You might want to stick around for the second half of this podcast. Um, so, and if you're you're really eager and you listen to this podcast, just skip ahead, I guess, if you really want to. That's up to you. Um. But anyway, so what in the heck has been going on? Um, uh, how about we just skip how how our weeks went and just go along, dude? Because me and Bazinga had some pretty bad shit. I mean, my my bad news only started today, but overall, it's been kind of a shitty week. Shitty, shitty week. Well, well, yeah. basically, I got my I got my test results in, and it wasn't much of an improvement at all. And I have to go back in another six months. They're going to keep monitoring my heart every six months. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of time before I have to go into the fucking hospital and get a fucking valve replacement. Surgery. Yeah. And but it's medical technology has come like so fucking far. It's crazy. As I just explained in, to Bazinga, the, yeah. the, the statistics are 35% of all people that get, the, get it have complications like blood clot and, and infection, which lead to death. Yeah. But like my dad like had like freaking like full like quadruple by whatever the hell it was bypass something like that and is now as fit as a goddamn fiddle <laughs> and that was like a few years ago now yeah but your like, father's dude, a I... superhero well, pretty much I... and <laughs> i'm a vampire <laughs> and apparently apparently i'm a vampire according to my associates no you're just a blood-sucking jackass but no um <laughs> um i under i understand i just i'm nervous and worried about it because you never know and i'm more worried about like if I don't recover in time, how am I going to keep my job? Like I can request like three months off. And then the doctor said he can put me on like not to lift over a certain weightage and I should be able. So like, I might be able to maneuver not losing my job, but there's still a good chance. It could take more than three months to recover and I could end up losing my job. Literally. No, that's because... like, okay. So a leave of absence laws are, they have to hold your job for six months. Is it uh, six months? They have, I, I said no, they it was to, they, three. No, they have to hold your job for six months. Um, and that's what that that's your job position. Yeah. Um yeah. after six months, you can come back and they can't guarantee you're gonna be in the same position. After a year, then you can lose your job. If you so. come back within the year, 
you'll you'll still have a job, but it might not be the position that you had. Uh, it's not twelve weeks. It, it's twelve <laughs> weeks, and that's not that's not six months, dude. No, I'm telling. No, with six months, I've I've seen the paperwork. Look, how long can you take a leave of absence from work? According to FMLA, your employees can take up to twelve weeks off in a twelve month period if they. That's FMLA. Work. That's that's for family. LOA is oh, different. Yeah, that's family medical leave. Yeah, the family medical oh, okay. leave is different. Um, no, I've seen the paperwork and have signed off and all that. I know I've seen it. Trust, trust me. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh. Well, that puts me a little bit at, at ease because they okay. won't, if I survive all this shit, if it happens, it won't take that long for me to recover. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll have to talk to Eric, which I also don't. And then I'll have to talk to corporate because I don't know if I fully trust Eric. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll have to give Eric a piece of our mind then. Inside Newark. <laughs> anyway, say layoff. Like the worst anyway. part is he, they're asking me questions. He's like, do you ever have any trouble breathing? I was like, yeah, when I lay down, I have a lot of trouble breathing sometimes, but I feel like it's up in my nose, like my nostrils. And he's like, he's, I'm like, yeah, because I always have like a nasal drip and my nose feels like it's clogged up a lot. But I'm like, can I be sure? I'm no goddamn doctor. Well, yeah, that's maybe, why you. Really... Maybe that's one of the symptoms that it's getting worse. How the hell would I know? I'm well, no doctor. Can. The symptoms you offer are the same kind of symptoms I've had my whole life from freaking <laughs> from pollen and shit. Oof. It's it's well, that's a, that, well, that's the thing. Well, that's like the pollen is so bad right now. It's stupid. You can literally see it in the air everywhere. Yeah. It's anyway, little, so it's, that's my it's issue. everywhere. It's everywhere. So I'm just nervous. Let's move on and talk some fun uh, stuff. Well, I'm sure Bithinga doesn't want to talk about well, no, but, Nightmare Week. Yeah. Well, the one thing I was getting, obviously, I am fucking, like, gone down a rabbit hole of mechanical keyboards. What now? And I don't think I'm turning back this time. So I got this actually really cool thing from uh, Amazon. Um, and Because I need the thing to take apart switches. This little thing actually comes apart. It's magnetic, goes together like really easy. And it has two tools inside it that you can keep on you that can take apart any switch just by pushing it onto it. And any switch will pop apart, which is really cool. It's really useful because switches can be a pain in the ass with all the little tiny clips. This literally just puts it on, snap it down, and it pops into a million pieces, which is really cool. Um, Really useful tool. But I went down like, like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to redo this keyboard. After I do this keyboard, I actually might sell it. After this whole video building that keyboard, um, what the you're gonna sell the Red Dragon one? Probably after I build it, yeah. It's gonna be a steampunk build, mm-hmm. and I'll probably sell oh, it after. That would be good to use when we play our steampunk campaign in like five years <laughs> when we get done with this one. <laughs> yeah, um, but I want to build like obviously I'm gonna use that money and build like my own other custom keyboard. Um, and I was actually thinking about selling the keyboard I have because really, this keyboard I have is actually limited edition. Um, and I got it on a, well, when I went on sale, it literally sold out in, I think, 15 minutes, something like that. Mm. It was around that, the keyboard I have. And people are now selling them on eBay for like $300 or $400. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Because they're never making these again. Um, Wait, the thing you gave me? No, 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 no. The keyboard I have right now. My so current, when are you, when are you my... not going to be home? <laughs> Um, also so, delete that part of the podcast so no one knows I said that <laughs> so yeah but then I got into like all different kinds of switches and I'm like holy crap and then I found like I'm like 
I was like, oh yeah, browns are like my favorite words. They're tactile, but not noisy. I was like, cool. And then I was like, most of the actual community like evolved around like mechanical keywords are like, what do you call it? Cherry MX browns are garbage. Don't ever fucking buy them. I was like, why the hell would they say that? Because I was like, oh yeah, I thought they're decent keys. They're no, they are crap. Uh, some of the best are Holy Pandas, um, which I found are really cool, but they're fairly expensive. They're almost a dollar switch, which is stupid. Um, and then I found there's another brand, like there's the Z Zillons, which are really cool, but they're a little more priced, like 75 cents a switch. And then there is uh, Durox. I was like T1s, I was like, which are around 60 cents a switch. I was like, ooh. Like then I went down like a whole rabbit hole, just like looking at all these different switches. Like I'm gonna have like a collection of switches and everything else before I know it. And it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> it's gonna be stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, the plan is obviously yeah, eventually sell that keyboard, then build another custom keyboard, uh, and maybe sell this one I have after I build a custom keyboard. But who knows how much how expensive that might get? Because keyboard parts are expensive. I found like some people like the GKMK keycap. Some people spend up to a thousand dollars just for keycaps. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How can so, you justify that? I learned because we had another comment on our uh, element video. Oh, did we? Yeah. And they were like, oh, I was really thinking about getting one, but no, I'm not. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, and I told them, I'm like, well, there is a V2 out now. I'm not sure how well that one works. It they could have the learned them there. Yeah, they could have learned from their mistakes. Yeah, so I wouldn't, you know, cross it out right away because they, they have uh, the new ones have the the Gamatron or whatever it is. Gateron. Gateron switches. This one has. I like Gamatron better. This yeah, this one has uh Kale switches. They're they're supposedly oh. they're they're around the same quality. Like, Wait, Kale isn't isn't that disgusting stuff that vegan vegans eat? Vegan. <laughs> Actually, kale has actually a lot, a lot, a lot of minerals in it. But anyway, besides and that, it's terrible. No, it's good. Mm. Anyway, um, it's very bland. So, so um, no, no, kale switches are okay. Uh, kale switches are on the lower end, but they're not bad. Um, like, uh, it's like kale and Odomu switches are kind of like the same equivalent. Odomu is what I'm going to end up putting in that keyword. Uh, because they're actually not bad key like key switches for a cheap price, which is why I got like 200 of them for like 17 bucks. The, the get whatever the get Gametron, Gateron, Gateron's ain't bad. Gateron's are like a little bit better. Gateron, yeah, Gateron's are a little bit better than cherries. Um, um, then you get into T1s and pandas and uh yeah. zillions and yeah, where it gets a little more pricey, but. But yeah, that's what I told um, him. Like, you know, check it out first because you know, yeah. But what kind of what kind of cal switches though? Uh these are the clicky ones that we got. So they're blue kale switches. The ones we have, but the new ones have the Gaterons. No, <laughs> no, I know. Oh, so wait, so the original the element has uh, kale switches in it. Yes. The new oh, one, okay. the new one that we don't have, the V two has the Gateron. Has Gateron. Okay, yeah. So they upgraded a little and you bit. Go so linear. My... You could go linear or clicky. Um, and I really think like, like a keyboard shouldn't have that kind of lag. Um, I think it was mostly the software mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah, um, like, well, they actually, um, they also upgraded the keycaps. So they're okay. a little heavier. Um, well, keycaps, well, I don't know. I've never really stuck with default keycaps. Anyway, default keycaps usually suck. Uh, 
So yeah. Um, but you can put like yeah, obviously any kind of keycaps you want on there, or you can resin peel to make or three D print their own keycaps too. Yeah. Uh, so. I still want to and get one the, guy, the other one, the the uh, what do they call them? Pudding keycaps. Yeah. Well, you can get pudding keycaps, but like, I don't know. pudding keycaps are okay, but they, you know, they're a little overrated. There's way better keycaps out there. No, oh, I just want it to look different than what I have. Wait, did oh. you say pudding is overrated? I, I said pudding keycaps is over, like overrated. The pudding is never overrated, no matter what it's for. Okay, Cosby. <laughs> Uh, the pudding pops <laughs> the drugs I put in them oh. <laughs> um no there are better like there's definitely better like keycaps out there like I have like so many on my wish list on between eBay and Amazon right now like it's just dumb and I would love to eventually they're super expensive um but you can get all metal keycaps which are like really cool but then you have to get upgraded switches with I mean, not switches. With you can order different springs to go in your switches to give it a little bit more. So because you don't want the metal weighing them down too much, and you want the presses to be yeah, it's a whole other process. But it's really cool to have a completely metal keyboard. So mm. really neat. But and that's what they did on uh, Alliance Tech Tips. They built that. They well, it costed them thirteen hundred dollars for all the switches, all the caps, just the caps. Jeez. $1,300 just for caps. I know he did the, the bling one with the with the chrome keys, but they're mm. the plastic ones. But <laughs> Yeah, the, no, that was crap. Yeah, no, they did the that real. Ones. They did the real full, yeah, I mean, anodized metal, like, that were machined individually. Mm-hmm. And you can order them. You can order them on different shops on, like, Etsy and stuff like that, and they cost, like, $40 or more. Like, they can get up to 100 and some odd dollars for one cap. So Kyle. it gets really expensive <laughs> real fast. So, and they only did us on that on live if they only did a 60% keyboard. Um, so yeah. So it had like what 61 keys or 62 keys. So, and it was over a thousand dollars just for the keycaps. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Thing with keycaps, just don't go too cheap and don't go crazy stupid. Like I think I paid. $35 for the keycaps I have on my keyboard right now. Something like that. $40. And they're decent. They're double shot switches, which is nice. But anyway. So, all right. Let's get into these topics. So, Call of Duty Warzone gets, oh man, gets pretty much the 80s action movie hero theme added to it. See, I'm excited because Grim can finally be Grim Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Who's he always wanted it's to be. Grimbo, motherfucker! <laughs> he can finally be Grimbo. Literally. John Grimbo. All so, I wanted was something to eat. So they're adding Nakatomi Tower, Nakatomi Plaza. Wait, excuse me, what? They're adding Naka, Nakatomi, 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 Nakatomi Plaza. Plaza. Jesus Christ. Plaza, I can't even talk today. They're Nakatomi adding Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza to yes. Call of Shit Duty. Yep. Yes. And Rambo this and man- John McClane. This may be the best video game ever made. <laughs> are, they, are they adding any like four section for Rambo? Yeah, they're I added, hope they add they're, like they're, a level like they're adding like these little bunkers that are like Ramboish. Oh fuck me! I hate Call of Duty, but someone finally did it. What did I say like eight years ago? 
<laughs> like when we started playing Battlegrounds, I said, imagine how big these things would be if someone licensed the rights to make like an entire Terminator battle uh, PUBG map and then themed mm. all the weapons around Terminator 2 or something. Well, I can say if this takes off, they'll add like, you know what I mean? Characters that Dolph London played, they'll add like... I, I, no, how about full-fledged maps, dude? They'll how about just Schwarzenegger, going, they'll add... How about just a full-fledged map? Just being like, all right, we're going to put together what we call the 80s mix map. It's going to have sec... It's going to have like Nakatomi Plaza, the mountain from uh, from Rambo 1, um, the parking garage from, from Terminator 2, the nightclub from Terminator 1, and just put them all together in one big giant map. Yeah. Don't be surprised if they do put Terminator because this is called 80s action heroes. It be, and it be it says it begins. So these aren't permanent, some of these things. But well, I can tell you right now, they found they've that's the first thing they've ever done that could get me to reinstall and buy something from them. <laughs> but uh like with Nakatomi Plaza, there's certain missions you gotta break into the thing, you break into the vault. You you're you're gonna be climbing through uh the 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 things in the in the building yeah the 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 air conditioning vac the air ducts yeah the air, the air ducts. ducts yeah you gotta be in the air ducts crawling around um and if you look at the screenshots there is a jungle level that looks like uh Rambo uh First Blood Part Two uh pretty much it looks like it's from that movie uh with the obviously there's already bows with flaming arrows in it CIA CIA outposts yeah but no but like this you see the mountain in back. This is like what Grim was just talking about. So this is probably a new map that's getting added. No, it's not a new uh, map. It's just be being added onto the map, like adding things into it. No, but like this, if you look at that's like a full forest area with a mountain in back. Like that's that's the that's a scene from Rambo: First Blood Part Two. I understand that, but it's already in the thing. Like this, uh, the Nakatomi Plaza is literally across the street from. Uh, oh, from the, yeah, the, the TV station or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay broadcast it's ne it replaces the broadcast tower oh okay yep so but uh yeah it has uh multiple optional missions including exploring the tower for supply boxes defusing c4 on the roof and even interrupting an arms deal huh i don't know how that's that just, works uh, it's just that's just overboard just have the map yeah like if anything if you want to do anything to to harken back with that just have like near the end of the map fucking what's his name gets thrown from the roof yeah oh so yeah, like yeah. If, the circle, if the circle ends near nakatomi tower and you're down with like the last two teams you just hear hans gruba in a body just hits the ground in front of you <laughs> you're like oh, hans is dead again hans gruba yeah and and, and, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the ad is like like very 80s grindhouse yeah it's very it's got that that voice you know 80s action heroes you know there's a rambo operator bundle with a with his signature knife and yep. uh machine gun and uh some kind of ak-47 well some kind of lmg and then a and then uh the diehard operator bundle which comes with some a watch an mp5 type Got in a in a walkie-talkie. Yeah. But I don't know if the because the a Rambo operator bundle shows like a Rambo, it doesn't show a, a diehard. 
But it says hmm. they made a point of saying that Rambo and John McClane are brand new Call of Duty operators, not skins for previously released operators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means they'll probably add more. They'll like obviously we'll probably get Schwarzenegger, we'll get Dolph Lundgren, we'll get uh you mean all these people that were big. Yeah. So hey, maybe they will have like a some kind of Terminator event. Chuck Norris from Delta, uh yeah, from Delta Force probably. Actually. They'd be else? dumb not to add that. Who else was an action hero back then? Um well, you got Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme, but they didn't really use weapons, though. No, they did not. <laughs> um, Maybe some Predator. Um, I don't know if Dust Till Dawn... Yeah. On, yeah. Not Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> Dead, but yeah, Dead, whatever it is. I, there's another game I think has a right to that, but anyway. Let's see here. Uh, but this could be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I was watching this video. This guy did like why like Call of Duty is ruining the first person genre completely. A lethal weapon. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robo And basically Yeah. And like granted, like that's the thing that people don't get. Like it is, I would say, somewhat ruining it, but our Call of Duty is an arcade shooter. They're not going for realism. Mm-hmm. Um, they do to a point, and a lot of the other guys, I didn't know this, like, a lot of other developers get pissed at Call of Duty that make first-in-person shooters because they don't want to make an arcade shooter, but they can't compete with Call of Duty because some of you will play it because the learning curve is so easy. Um, and as a developer, they're kind of, they feel like they're missing out on their chance to make a decent game because... Nobody will play it because it's not as easy of a learning curve to play as Call of Duty. Um, but the reward Sorry. is higher. <laughs> but, but no, but like the reward is higher. Like for instance, once you get good at playing PUBG, the reward is a lot higher than playing Call of Duty. You know, as much as I think um, Apex is still somewhat of an easy mode game, now that I've been playing it a lot, mm. it there's a level of reward in that game. It's just harder to find because, like, the way people play are just run around like chickens with your head come off, cut off. But when you play good and you play that game smart, like, I have had multiple fights where I have lost, and you say, Oh, well, you're getting killed, so you can't be good. No, when I say lost, I don't mean I'm getting wrecked. I mean, I've fought like four teams and finally got taken out by the last member of the four teams I've just annihilated. Uh because I'm a, I'm out running, out maneuvering, out gunning, and I'm just eventually running out of ammo. Or you know how like you're finally caught in a corner where your clip is empty after you've killed three people, and that dude catches you before you can reload. Like that yeah, shit's yeah. starting to happen to me constantly when I'm playing that game, and I'm like, okay, there's a lot more to this. But then again, Apex is a run and gun game like like Call of Duty, but it it plays way better than Call of Duty. I'm sorry. Uh, there's actual recoil in fucking Apex. Like, you really... You can actually miss your targets in that game. Like, you can't you can't miss shit in Call of Duty with your loadout. If you're missing stuff in Call of Duty, you shouldn't be playing the game. 
but there's like there's there's recoil with the sniper rifles and shit. Like there's a lot more to that game that I initially gave it credit for. Yeah, well, there's, there's the recoil in Call of Duty. It's just everybody yeah, there's, there's loadouts where they get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem with the game, right? Yeah, like they give you they give you a way to avoid having to learn how to fire all the weapons. Well, you yeah, like, no. in, like you can't do that in PUBG or in Apex. You can't avoid having to use shitty weapons. Yeah, in that and... game, you only have to do it for like a half a minute, and then you have enough money to get your drop. Yeah, and that was the main, this guy's main point is that like a lot of developers get because there's not a forced learning curve. Um, which I think like he is like, and this doesn't reflect like the real world, like uh, actual, like you can put your, like putting time and practice in, you're actually rewarded by actually finally being able to do something in Call of Duty that doesn't happen. You just play and shoot people. That's it. So, and he does have a good point. He does have a really good point. But if it's fun, it's fun. You'll play Fortnite for God's sake. <laughs> so anyway. Get on to Skyward Sword. So Skyward Sword, Amiibo, I guess, supposedly, lets you skip a frustrating piece of the game design. Uh tapping the amiibo to the switch lets you Zip between the games, airborne overworld and Hyrule surface. Whenever you, what do you, what do you, basically whenever it's handy, uh, to see in the action below. Yeah, I mean this is neat. Um, but I actually did like going and diving down to the areas, though. I actually like doing that in the game. Yeah. I whatever. See, there's there's a big problem with this because basically the people people are complaining that this just Nintendo literally made a paywall with an amiibo because if you can't get this amiibo you can't use that uh, okay action let, let, yeah, but... let, let me give you a bit guys a big big here clue for one you can download and print out on amiibos two you can order any amiibo off switch I'm not so off wish for dirt cheap yes I understand that but it's just if you're trying to do it the right way I mean, these, that, these are going to sell out like yeah, but those are the collectible items. If you're just, if you're like, those are the ones you're going to have in your collection on your shelf, just like the ones I have, like right above me. Yeah, but um, you, you could, so you, you could use this all the time. Like, usually, no, an, usually, <clears throat> usually an amiibo is just to, uh, like, a skin or something. This is game changing. No, all the Zelda's. Okay. So, Breath of the yeah, Wild. But, but it's not game changing. It's just this hey, do you, are you tired of waiting three seconds? Here you go. That's yeah. literally all it is. It's nothing that special. No, but like, like, for instance, I have a bunch of like Zelda Beebles right above me on a shelf. Okay. So, um, and I, when I was playing through all, all time to play through Breath of the Wild, you can scan those Beebles every single day and even, and get something. And some you can only scan like once to get an outfit, but they all give you stuff like every single day you scan them. In yeah. The but they, um, it doesn't like change the way of the game. Um, some do because some are like some amiibos you can for Breath of the Wild uh, allow you to get a hold of certain skins that are like almost impossible to get. Skins, so not skins, up like clothes, like outfits. Do yeah, but do again, really? again, again, this is yeah, not they do. They change your stuff. Is a time jump. It's it's not a pay to win, you dumb fucks. It's not like if you fly down to the planet or whatever, you have a chance of being injured. 
That's not no. how it works. It's just a time hop. Yeah, that's there all. Is no, there is no actual benefit at all. It says no. You, you lo no longer have to visit specific points to swap between the sky and the land. You can return to the exact spot you left, and you can even use the amiibo ability when in dungeons. Yes. Um, yeah. But some fans have also been quick to say this feature should not be reliant on an amiibo figurine. And yeah, all players so should be able to benefit from this. Yeah, it should just be an action within the game you can turn on. Very true. Here's, I agree. Here's an idea. I agree with that. Here's an idea. They should suck my left nut because I'm tired of the complaining from these stupid people. Mm. I would agree with them if they weren't calling it pay to win. It's not okay? pay to win, no. If you had a real argument, I'd be like, all right. But you don't even know what your fucking argument is, which is why you're calling it pay to win. No, um, but uh, so another thing. Not. <laughs> so another thing you can actually do is if you have a phone with NFC uh, ability, mm -hmm. you can actually just upload. You can download. You can download the codes for Amiibos, right? You can load it right onto your phone. Hover your phone right above the switch, and boom, that it activates like it just activated an Amiibo. So. So the plus the amiibo is twenty five dollars, which is like... yeah. They're all about that though. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want like ten dollars, no, if I you paid like thirty something. My man, knows. if you want to complain about the price, you can def. I will. I'm there with you on that. Okay, mm. you can complain about the price, but don't complain about what it is because it's not. It's not what you're claiming it is, and you just um, you just sound like an idiot when no, you say something like that. They're ju you're just a fanboy. That's all. <laughs> um, because no. Cause, I I follow RGT85 and he has 12 shares of Nintendo stock. And he's very upset with that. <laughs> it is dumb. Dude, it should be. Just want to point out, man, if only I had 12 shares of Nintendo stock. <laughs> um, and people need to understand that it was worth jack shit like five years ago. And now it's worth God's gift to freaking everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I th it should have been just an ability turned on in the game to do it, but oh well. Maybe eventually it will be, but I guess but in I Breath of the Wild you could summon a Wolf Link companion. Yeah, you can do that already, and you can do a few other things too. Because like I, every one of the amiibos, I have to do something different. Even like other amiibos do things in Breath of the Wild. Like other random amiibos for other games do shit too. Um, and I have like the encyclopedia over there on like the shelf, like it has an index of like what all the amiibos do that exist for, uh, that like, pretty much exist in what they do for Breath of the Wild. They all do different shit. Jesus. Yeah. So. I know one of them I use like every day because just get arrows real easy. It gave you like a hundred hours or something like that for what it was. It was one of those amiibos. So, chivalry. We were at PAX last year, right? Literally, like a week before absolute everything hit the fan. Mm -hmm. uh, we were in Boston. If we were one week later, we wouldn't have went. Um, that's how close it was. So, and we saw this game, and I think it was. I think we have video of it actually on our video. Probably. Uh, I think we do. Yeah. So, and it was, it looked really, really cool. So I loved playing chivalry. One was really cool uh, playing and they had one of the most different mechanics because they actually added in like, like weight when you swing things and like 
for like weapons if you use a giant hammer and you swing like through try to hit somebody with it all your body weight's getting shifted with that hammer and you're going to be like kind of useless for a minute and they're going to stab you <laughs> um and they added these things even though obviously it wasn't a super advanced game but that one little thing at the time was like holy shit no other game can do this uh now there's like a few other games that do that like the other um medieval game uh moradun i think it's called Mordown. Mordown. yeah um does the same thing and obviously this does obviously a little bit more advanced version of it and like the way um, you, the way you like drag your mouse is the way you swing too yes yeah which and ben, different ben hated he didn't get it he's like this is bullshit i'm like you gotta control the swing you don't just push a button and swing yeah you gotta aim where you're swinging guy yeah um so it'll open the doors next week in a free open beta which is gonna be really cool i think i'm definitely gonna download this uh open beta test that will set to begin on may 27th the test will support full cost cross play between pc and consoles with new maps, modes, customization options, and exclusively on PC, the option to join special 1v1 dual servers. That's really cool. Uh, I used to love playing in the... I would sit there for hours playing in the dual servers on Jedi Outcasts. <laughs> it was so fun. Let me know when it has a Battle Royale mode. <laughs> you laugh, but come oh, on! Oh, <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, come on. How cool would that be? Yeah, it would be, yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, so the open beta will support battles up to 64 players at a time, although 40 player servers uh, for team objective modes will also be available. And I guess Civil II full customization system will also be unlocked for the beta, enabling exclusive controls over the, the look of your armor, weapons, and facial feature. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it's not too, too much different than when we saw it at PAX. Uh, Better graphics, I can tell you that. Yeah, it looks really, really cool, but it looked really cool when it was at PAX. It didn't look any different from when we saw it at PAX. Um, well, better than it looks a little bit more real. It looks more refined, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Like this could be really, really cool. I think I'm definitely downloading and checking out this beta because I really enjoyed playing the first chivalry. And it's what it was over like what has it been over like 10 years since the first chivalry game came out? It's been a while. It's been a while. That reminds while. me. I know we're on chivalry, but Nate, did you check out that video I sent you of the martial arts battle royal game that's coming out yes that looks really cool yeah just wonder if you checked it out because that looks yeah. incredible and i cannot wait to check that out yeah well concept to actual gameplay as well to actually watch no, that, real that, people play it that game's that game has real people playing it you can look up the gameplay on on facebook i mean oh. on uh youtube yeah. i guess the way they're getting around the problems that other games have is that in other than a couple of special abilities that your character has, your attacks are based on what weapons you find on the map. So therefore, they could just balance the weapons instead of making an entire character and then having to worry about balancing each character. Okay. So, like, you find a bow, and no matter what character you're using, the bow is going to be used the same way. And then each character has, like, two or three special abilities. So that okay. way it makes it easier to balance the shit. Hmm. It just looks really good. Yeah, it could be really good. What was it called? Oh. Naraka Blade 
point. But I wouldn't be surprised though if Chivalry does have a, add a battle royale mode if they're already planning it. That would be freaking dope. And I'm not talking. So, I'm not talking about some just simple battle royale. I mean like ten man teams that go out and try to kill each other with like forty different teams. Why not, dude? Like, make it feel like you're marching around with a small army, <clears throat> and like maybe it's ten armies, and each army is like twenty players. Yeah, yeah. Then you have a real battle royal going on. Like, be creative with this shit, guys. Something like that, yeah. I don't know. They could get inventive. Who knows? Have to see though. I would be surprised if they didn't. I'd be really surprised. Be really, really surprised. Um. Okay, so there's more evidence hits at the Xbox Game Pass coming to the Switch. So Epic versus Apple trial has been full shocking revelations, revealing that tons of information about Sony, Xbox, and the rest of the game industry for months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally just will get past this whole group. So, uh, yeah, the rumors have been spreading about Xbox Game Pass joining the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but this remains unconfirmed. However, the case of the Xbox Game Pass making the jump onto the Switch seems to somewhat more likely now. Uh, the trial revealed some redacted files that contain hints at the potential, potential of the Xbox Game Pass coming over to the Nintendo Switch. However, nothing of the revealed portions mentioned or explicitly confirmed that the subscription service would make its way onto the Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like maybe it could be. <laughs> um, I think there's yeah. I think there's a good chance this could definitely happen. Hey man, I don't care. Yep. I mean, the only thing I have to say about that is, I mean you. You already lost. You might as well just move on and make make it for everyone. Like, just become a software developer, because the hardware is not your business, and it never was. Sorry if I am offending fanboys, but you say that though. But they're they're making enough money off of their hardware that. No, that's the point. They're not. But they are. Then, <laughs> well, no, they're not, dude. Dude, they are literally being buried everywhere but the UK and America. And it's only they've had everybody has had hard uh, hardware supply problems. Every everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Sony has almost tripled their numbers already. Yeah. Even with hardware problems. And yeah. Microsoft just the other day I saw an article where Microsoft said they expect their supply problems to be cleared up by June. That means nobody wants the system because they're meeting demand so fast. Yeah, and twenty over twenty percent, a little over twenty percent of people that already own the Switch are buying another Switch almost every year. They, on average, I saw the statistics. I was like, "What the hell?" Like, that's I'm how not, popular, how much they're crushing. Uh, <laughs> like what I'm saying uh, is that there's no reason for them to make hardware if they can get Game Pass to function on every single platform. Because they could just make their games to run on Game Pass and on PC and be in a better spot than they are now. Mm -hmm. All they are doing is wasting money and time trying to get the Xbox system to float when it doesn't float anywhere but these two spots. And it's always been like that. Even in the 360 area, you go right now to VG charts and you look up the numbers, their other number 
is like one tenth of both Nintendo and Sony. So like, I'll just make up the numbers off my head to looking at it. But the last time I checked, it was something like 70 million 360s in America in the UK combined. And then the other like 20 million in every other territory. And then yeah. Sony's was like split down the middle where like the PS3 numbers were like 50 million in America, but 50 million in other territories. So they have a threat in Nintendo the same way. So they have a thriving community outside these two areas. And whether you, whether you're a massive hit in America and the UK, there's a, there's a tipping point, and that they hit that tipping point during the 360 era. There was a point where that system sold to pretty much everyone in America that wanted a system, yeah. and it still did not get them the number one spot in the market. That's because no matter how good you do in America and UK, if you're not doing good everywhere else, there's a point where you're going to reach a cutoff. There's a certain level of fans in America that are going to buy your Xbox. And then at that point, no one else is buying it. And when you hit that point and then you turn to the other market, you've got nothing set up there. You know, it's like playing a real-time strategy game. You send all your men to one side of the map, but you don't cover your flank. And even though you're whooping ass in that spot, eventually you get hit from the flank and you're out of steam. You have nothing covering your side, which is basically how Microsoft's worldwide market is. There's nothing covering their other markets because it's like a sham in Spain, Italy, France, Japan, Germany, even in China, Brazil, uh, Australia, New Zealand. I can go on with lists of, of, of places where they sell one-fifth or one-tenth of both their competitors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just focus on Game Pass and keep making games. Make yeah. great games. I don't mind you making games, but you're wasting my time when you keep telling me to buy your shitty Xbox so that I can play games that may or may not be good in two years. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, and I don't know if they're going to be good. They, they, maybe they're maybe not... Xbox will say, uh, sell their controller to PlayStation then. In, in oh, two years, like, keep, my, keep <laughs> mind, this, for people who are mad at me right now, I want that for people who are mad at me right now, keep in mind, in two years, if they drop all these games from these new studios and these games are great, then my stance will change. I'll be like, oh, so now there's a reason to own their system. But right now, there's no reason to own that system because you can play anything they already have out on PC. And if that Game Pass comes to everything else, then on Game Pass. So there's no reason to buy a piece of Xbox hardware unless you're crazy like Bazinga and think that controller is better. I, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate the analog sticks at the bottom. Yeah, it is. Hey, it is. You have the right to be wrong. Well, I'm not wrong. <laughs> the right to be my, wrong. My yeah. hands hurt. My 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 thumbs hurt because of my carpal tunnel. Dude, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Your right. reaction was great. Well, I'm not wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you are. Well, no, my but like in your controller. Nah. Well, it's just the way like I it's like the it. same way. I prefer like they way. do. But the thing is, though, pure preference, like. They third parties do make Xbox style controllers for PlayStation and yeah, they make PlayStation and they make PlayStation style controllers for Xbox. Mm -hmm. And then if you just buy an eight bit dough uh converter, you can use any controller in any system. And it's a lot easier that way. Yeah. That's uh, what I would probably so do. Because I don't know. I just I don't I've never played since PS3. Like I played PS2, but since PS3 I rarely play the PS PlayStations because of the controller. I just didn't like them, especially with like the PlayStations. I just did not like that rounded, the rounded analog sticks at all. 
I like the uh, dude. I understand. Concave. I understand. I understand, man. I like Your the concave. It's okay. I like the concave. I don't like the convex. <laughs> convex. Um. Yeah, I think this could open up a huge world for, uh, for other people to basically. But the, like Grim was just saying, so then if they do add, obviously end up adding this, which I'm sure negotiations are probably still going on. Who knows? Um, if they do, the people that somewhat want an Xbox are just going to buy a Switch now. Yeah, the like um, like I, and it'll it, trounce it, it, their numbers even more. Yeah, but it can benefit <laughs> both of them because look, I'm gonna. There's a rumor that just came out today that people inside the industry are claiming that Microsoft has gotten rights for all of EA's future games during this EA Pat deal to yeah. all be A1 on Game Pass, okay? Supposedly. Now, now, just running the numbers, they would have to be paying upwards of a billion dollars a year to keep this working on that just EA because they make a profit line of a couple billion a year. EA does Be with the sales of like Madden and all these other games. So for them to cover that cost, the EA, they have to throw a huge chunk of money at them. So I'm telling you right now, the only way game pass becomes viable and makes money and doesn't lose money for Microsoft is if they get it on Nintendo and Sony platforms, they need to get it out to as many people as possible because marketing only to PC and the Xbox guys you are never going to get enough subscriptions to cover the money they're shelling out to people like EA to get them to ignore the 6 million Battlefield buys on day one. Yeah. Or the yeah. 8 million Madden buys on day one, which is basically what they're doing here. They're saying, ignore that ridiculous profit off of Madden every year to, to release it on our Game Pass, and we'll give you like a dollar per download or something, whatever they're <laughs> paying them for download. Oh, geez. Like, who knows what they're paying them, but they. There's no way that thing's making money right now. It's not feasibly possible with only 20 million subscriptions for them to be making money off that right now. So they have to do this. Yeah, we don't know what the deal is in between the developers and the... Yeah, but it has to be something. Like like I said, if you owned EA, would you, would you pass up roughly 10 million copies of mm. Madden? And like... What do they get? Let's say they get a cut of forty dollars after, after like retail and all that shit. So mm. you're telling me they're gonna pass up ten million copies at forty dollars a copy? Oof. Unless or, Microsoft. Well, or sixty dollars a copy or more. You mean? It's, you mean... Well, no, because there's a cut for retail. So I'm oh yeah, yeah, 40, yeah. Maybe thirty-five. But even then, would they pass up thirty-five dollars a copy to Microsoft if Microsoft wasn't paying that and more for cover? Um, retail is actually less than that. Retail is usually only like seven percent, not even. Well, I'm talking about it's not just uh, it's retail; it's all the stuff together. I'm pretty sure the cut is around thirty to thirty to forty. Hmm. Put the put in like all the stuff around it. Yeah. And I just don't see how you could possibly hmm. tell me Microsoft is making money off of that when every single bad download has to cover the cost significantly, unless so, yeah, they expect no it to down. Unless yeah. they expect like 20 million more people to download Madden because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Which I hate to break it to you, they won't. Yeah. And Game the fact that. Make you like those... And, no, and the fact Game that. Game... Pass, if you like football, you're buying it. Game Pass is not going to make you pit play football if you don't like it. True, true. 
Um, but like, also, they don't make as much on games because games aren't keeping up with inflation. Like, they purposely do that to keep the market going for because people don't want to spend more, so they keep the market going like that. Because yeah. games should be costing like a hundred dollars or more, technically. Um, so yeah, they would. That's a huge loss for the developers. Huge loss. Well, I'm reading here. Game Pass costs fifteen dollars a month. There's around 18 million subscribers. That's 270 okay. million a month. So 3.2 billion a year just on Game Pass. Okay. Only on Game Pass. Okay. That's now not including in... games they actually buy. No, hold up, hold up. Now take into account that you just paid EA to put all their games on Game Pass day one. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now add up all their big games. EA is making way more than a billion a year or three billion a year with those games alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you take just them and then add in all the other studios they have to pay to cover the cost of those games. So like, for example, they just paid um, uh, Squaresoft money to get Outriders on there day one. Squaresoft didn't walk into that unless there was someone who sat down and said, look, we expect to sell 1 million copies on Xbox in box so we're going to cover that plus a profit line for you so there's some money for ea every single company i'm not if it was just ea you could say yeah it's feasible i'm saying every company that puts a game on that system that isn't some shitty fucking indie dev they're shelling out a chunk of money to that company to get that game on there and it has to cover what they expect to make off the game mm -hmm. but they're also and making they make... 60 dollars a year for xbox gold yeah but you you're splitting this. You and that's not even including the now. games. No, I know, but, I, I, but I'm just saying, you're again, saying they're not making any money. No, I I didn't say Microsoft isn't making money or Xbox isn't. I'm saying Game Pass uh, is okay. not making money right now. Mm -hmm. Sure, if you were to take in all the other subscription stuff, they, they're probably making a profit. But even then, I'm pretty sure they're not because their last report about about like their financials, they threw the um, Xbox division in with other so you couldn't see exactly what Xbox division alone was bringing in and putting mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And but how, how many companies... see my problem with game pass and the freaking PlayStation one is all the, they're like, Oh, we got like 200 games. I, for some reason that doesn't seem like a lot for me. And number two, well, those games are so old that who they're not making any money off of them anyway. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole different debate. If we're talking about, we're talking about, if we're talking finances, I'm just saying like, the way Microsoft hides the performance of the Xbox division in other, in mm -hmm. the no, other category yeah, yeah, yeah. is the way companies do that. I'll give you an example. It's like fluffing. When, <laughs> well, yeah, when WCW was dying, they, um, TNT hid its performance into, in its other market, like in, in a thing with other things to hide how much money they were losing for their investors. Like so they were looking go, and stuff. Yeah, there we go. This this section here houses these five things plus WCW. As you can see, the whole company's uh, the whole thing's up like ten percent. Yeah, but WCW lost five million dollars or five hundred million dollars that year. But the others things in that division made up the money, and I, that's what Microsoft does with their numbers. They overall their company makes more money, so they can turn around and say that. But Microsoft as an Xbox division has been struggling to keep a firm profit for a while since the launch of the Xbox One. And I think they're doing a loss leader with this. They're trying to get that in the market 
because if they get 50 60 million subscribers then they're making money hand over fist and it works it's just you can't you have to hit that tipping point and they're not hitting that tipping point yet how many brand new games come out on game whatever whatever they pay for and whatever microsoft makes which is why they're trying to get it in the market now and get it in cheap that's why they allowed you to convert your shit you buy like a three years of xbox gold and then you can convert it into, into three years of of what do you call it um game pass because their goal is to get you in cheap and then in a few years when the big games start dropping they'll up the price to like 20 bucks a month when they already have people locked in and wanting to check it out and then all of a sudden the next halo hits on it the next gears hits on it and that's how they get people to keep paying but again, it's an end game strategy. They they need to up that 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 number has to jump double in two years, or they're not making any money off that fucking thing. Or no, they have to true. really cut back, like severely cut back on the money they're throwing at studios. That's not even working. Also, quick note: Outriders sold 3.5 million copies of the game on PC and on PlayStation, which goes to show you that people don't give a fuck about Game Pass. Because if you're buying it on PC when you can play it on Game Pass, someone must not care about Game Pass that much. They paid 60 bucks to buy this game when you can get it for free, basically, on Game Pass. Yeah, but you don't own the game, though. Exactly. So when people keep telling me how great Game Pass is, yeah, it's cool from one point of view. From another point of view, I want to own my games. Yeah, you don't own them. That's the problem. And that's all there is to it. Um, if you're like a super casual, um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because it says get your first three months for a dollar, then fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, access to a, over a hundred games. I'm sorry, Wait. there's more games out there. Like, why only a hundred uh, yeah, for console, PC, and Android? Uh, PS now game count uh, just like so, netflix all those games ain't gonna permanently stay there they come and go i understand that okay. but it's only a hundred <laughs> it just doesn't sound okay. like a big number so this is what pisses me off about all this game pass bullshit ps now 800 games with 300 of them available for download for ps4 and ps5 so you're gonna tell me that ps now is shit but game pass is great when it's basically the same thing the only difference is you think you're going to get a bunch of new games, but you have to wait till Microsoft makes them because you're only getting a small chunk of new games for free. Yeah, I'm just saying, ten. They're both they're both fine services. One gives you new games on the dot, but you only get a couple hundred. The other one gives you access to close to a thousand games, but they're not immediately new games on the market. Mm-hmm. So stop talking shit about game PlayStation now. They're both providing a different service, and they're not bad. But if if you get Game Pass for the PC, it's only ten dollars a month. Well, because no one on PC wants to pay for shit. Wait a second. Then it says console nine ninety a month. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> Jesus. I don't okay. know. I well, just don't like the they. they need, I think they should have like some kind of yearly discount if you buy it for the year, not these fucking monthly bills. Yeah, but they make thought they make their money because the reason why is because. They've actually ran the numbers and they noticed that even people that plan to get it for a month, most time they forget and they'll let it drop again and it'll charge their credit card the next month. Well, there's so, that, but then know, there's other people that'll, that. that'll pay uh, like 150 for the year, but never use it. Yeah, there's those people so too. So they still get yeah. all that money. 
Yeah, there is those people too. People that do cancel after a month or something and be like, eh, I'm good. No. I don't know. Um, anyway, we have reached the ending of the gaming portion of the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. We're going to move on to technology and fun pop culture stuff with a wonderful movie called Snake Eyes that's coming out pretty soon. Going to be soon. Yeah, I'm kind of so, excited yeah. For it. Yeah, I'm super excited for the for the stupid Snake Eyes movie. Did you see who Storm Shadow is going to be? My problem with the Snake Eyes movie is that they did they did the original uh, GI Joe movies bad, well, and now true, they're doing a, and now they're doing a good one. And I'm like, if you're going to do a good GI Joe movie, why why is it about Snake Eyes? Why isn't it about like the characters people gave a shit about? <laughs> so that in from wonderful bit of information is coming along with our debate about Amazon. So until then, just hold on for the short break and we'll be right back with tech and pop culture news. Before we get into all this wonderful tech news, has anybody watched anything interesting? What not this week? Picked up some new tech. Any of the like? Anyway, so yeah, anybody pick up anything interesting this week? Check out any new feature films shows crickets uh, i started watching something i can't remember what it was oh what the, what the fuck did i watch wow must have been interesting it was i watched, <laughs> I watched some old school gsl okay okay yeah 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 well, i watched i watched mc raffle stomp his way through a tournament because i love mc i miss mc i forgot how bad mc was like bad isn't good yeah, um, yeah, yeah. then i watched some more episodes of Curse of Strahd, which, just so you guys know, oh, that nice. might be our next. That might be our next campaign, yeah. because it, it it they just released the adventure book, and it's basically put together for me, so I don't have to write any stuff. And it's based on Brov- Brovaria and vampires and werewolves and shit. Yeah, so something interesting so that might be the next the next setting for my campaigns so i don't have to do any crazy shit um uh i've two episodes away from finishing the fourth season of castlevania which is a hell of a lot better than the third season was Ooh. like oh my god it's back to being amazing dude uh was there anything else i watched oh the first two games of the uh the playoffs oh yeah, yeah. fucking bruins um yeah Next game actually starts in about a half an hour, so I'm probably going to turn that on in a minute. I started watching oh, uh, Big no, Sky. Big Sky. It's basically such a loser, man. these <laughs> these people that uh, they're like the undercover, not undercover. They're like private investigators, and uh, this their their son's girlfriend was traveling to see them in Montana, or on their way through Montana to get to them, and uh. They got into a little issue and basically got kidnapped. Oh, geez. And come to find out the whole thing is about, like, the the this, the this the town uh, highway patrol guy and this psychopath would uh, send, send them to, to Canada as sex trafficking. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, but I, I was told sex trafficking doesn't exist. 
Also, I kind of find it funny that it was someone sending them to Canada. That shit don't happen. It's it's Mexican Mexicans sending people to America into Canada and then out of the country. It's nobody in America is stealing children and sending them to Canada. That's not how it works. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's not bad. I just one of, one of the main characters. Oh well, Nate will love this. One of the main characters was killed off in the first episode. <laughs> oh nice nice <laughs> no nice. that may you want that dude because it's like you do no i know it, but... dude when they killed ned stark i was like okay so the gloves are off anybody can die he was oh uh, yeah oh uh, i'm probably the, the eighth season wait what okay so this one i didn't know about okay so it came out uh george r, r. martin gave them explicit things they cannot do okay yep they broke almost every single one of them in the eighth season of course they did, dude. I get terrible. Who knows if his books will ever get done? Uh, it's that, sad. It's well, anymore. I know, I know. And they finished filming. Uh, Wheel of Time is wrapped up. Oh, my God. Don't... Um, Now they're in post-production. I started um, listening to the, the, the book again. So, um, oh, nice. So, okay, so I don't know if I, we talked about this before. So, on average... Amazon gives shows a flexibility of about a billion dollars a season, which is unheard of um, because they don't ever spend that much. Like, for instance, like Game of Thrones was the most expensive, one of the one of the, one of the most expensive shows. The eighth season was the most expensive like television show ever made a lot for like history. It was ninety million dollars. Um, so, and Wheel of Time has now crushed that, and right after that. Guess what? Just beyond crushed that. Yeah, but you don't want to hear that because if the show doesn't perform super well, they'll cancel it, dude. Um, it's not about so, how much money you spend, dude. It doesn't. Yeah, but for, if you look at so, that's the thing with uh, Amazon shows; they don't seem to get canceled too easy. Netflix what? does. Netflix Are you does. Talking? Dude, they literally canceled the Man in High Castle after season three. There's no, that was okay. yeah, but they were only planning on doing two seasons. The book ends like three fourths of the way through the first season. Christ sakes, um, they didn't even like they went way beyond the book. Um, they really had oh, no okay. more material. Um, even like um, Philip K. Dick Starr said in an interview that like they really couldn't go any further with the story. Um, and they were happy to end it. They were like actually, I need this show. Um, so I need it before I die. <laughs> um, so yeah. I don't like. I think Wheel of Time is going to easily go set like easily probably seven season or something. Yeah, um, I won't live that long. So, but um, no, but Lord of the Rings TV series just fucking crushed that number. I'm not all. I'm not at all excited about the Lord of the Rings. It, there, it is now on much, record the most expensive TV show on record. There, there's been too much bullshit being talked by people complaining about shit like uh, orcs shouldn't be black. Uh, or orcs look like black people and that makes it racist even though they don't so you're actually the racist for saying it stupid know. shit like saying mm -hmm. that the show's sexist and that Gandalf needs to be a female even though he doesn't exist in the time frame that they're doing the show this is so much shit floating around there that I'm really worried that that show is going to be terrible dude oh, we'll see but anyway like they pretty much I think they built Middle Earth <laughs> like I don't even know what they did with this buddy but the amount of money they spent, they must have like just built Middle Earth, pretty much. I expect what they did was 
screw up Lord of the Rings. Well, they said, but they said basically, Amazon said, well, we had to do a lot of pre-production stuff, which is pretty much building Middle Earth. Um, and they said further uh, future seasons will not cost this much because of a lot of the uh, all the stuff that was bought for filming this first season is already going to be used again because it's yeah, I mean the stuff's expensive at first. Yeah, it's which like is buying weird. your it's like buying your D and D map modulars and then just switching them up. Yeah, it's weird because Amazon. This is what Amazon's been doing though. Amazon's broke the mold of how shows normally do uh, budgets. Amazon on the first season goes have as much money as you can physically take. Um and use it from wherever you want. You know, I mean, on the first season, that way they have all their resources to do all the seasons, and then the future seasons are cheaper because they have all their resources already. So then you just have to pay pay, pay, yeah, pay people to work, pretty much. Everything else is bought and paid for. We'll see, dude. That that so. show is the one I'm most worried about because I just the people have been pushing for years mm -hmm. that Tolkien was this racist, sexist asshole. And that just makes me think that they're going to try real hard to, well, to okay, um, ruin his books. In in some regards, he was, but you can't exactly blame him because that was the environment he grew up in. So, yeah, but the the, the characters in that book are not representative of those characters. No, they're like, usually not. Orcs, no, they're, they're not. not representative of black people. Orcs are no. rep, uh, supposed to be Nazis. Actually, they're basically um, a representation of Nazis. Actually, there is actually where was it? There was supposedly there's some rumors that he actually got a hold of a book that's in the, only in locked in the Vatican supposedly of some history that we don't like that a lot of people don't know about of, of that took place on Earth probably somewhere in the Middle East. Um, yeah, okay, no. And he based a lot of it off the manuscripts that were actually supposedly locked in this book that's in the Vatican that was like yeah, that, found in an archaeological dig. True. That's not true. Okay, we're the not reason, middle they, We didn't have orcs and, and elves. And no, no, that. no. He took like <laughs> no. He took bits and pieces of warring factions and then obviously categorized them as like fictional characters and shit like that and added magic into it. Uh, but he could have took some from a actual manuscript that describes some kind of war that took place. So. Because I guess he was at the archaeological dig where this was found, supposedly. So I don't know how true that is, but either way, like people just want to add stupid shit hmm. to his work and attribute their own idiotic feelings to the work. Yeah, it's kind of like how people will say that um, the Wheel of Time is sexist, not understanding that, like, the way women are treated are the same as the way men are treated. Like the women treat men as bumbling, stupid idiots. And the, the men treat the women as uh, conceited and pigheaded who won't listen to anybody else. Yeah. That's basically how the books treat, but they ignore how the women treat the men and just consider it the, the whole thing to be sexist because he treats the women that way. Yeah. Like throughout the, just, the, just the first chapter I listened to today, the guys were like the women circle, butt their butts, their nose into everything we say, but we're not allowed to talk about anything they say. And yeah. then the women are like, well, you're stupid. So you shouldn't be talking. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. This guy's, this guy's totally sexist because you know, he pointed out that they both kind of ignore each other and don't listen to each other. Yeah. Yeah. The strongest people on the planet other than Rand are women, but you know, he's a sexist. <laughs> Oh, just stupid, ignorant yeah. people ruining TV shows and books. Um, Continue, but no, but I got into a kick of I'm not kick of watching like lots of documentaries. Uh, so 
Um, and I got like I would say, I read this book, what do you call it? I think I mentioned on the podcast, Essentialism, which was really good. It's like minimalism for productivity. Uh, and then there's this documentary on uh, Netflix I watched, this dumb place you guys called Minimalism, which is actually really good. Uh, and uh, one book I could recommend, I just started reading Atomic Habits, actually is really good. There's a lot of different statistics and stuff that you didn't really realize about. Definitely recommend. Um, and definitely, like I've said before, go watch Debris. If you like, fr if you liked Fringe, you'll like Debris. Yeah, and <laughs> the fact that they did, like, all the elements are there from Fringe, which is great. Um, because you have the two, like, characters that are, like, doing a lot of detective work, just like in Fringe. Um, and now you have the crazy scientist added, finally. Well, they added the kind of crazy scientist. Well, he's not crazy, but crazy scientist kind of character, which was played by John Noble in Fringe. Uh, he was there from like the first episode, but they waited till like halfway through the season so far to add this character of Jones, uh, who is great so far. Um, and he pulled exactly like he pulled like exactly what friggin' the character did in Fringe, like just out of the blue. Oh, I'm just driving across the country. Okay, what? <laughs> we told you to stay put. What are you doing? Never, never seen that guy in my life. Now, like as an actor, now I've seen him in that, and he's also in uh, uh. That new superhero movie that everybody hates, but it's good. What? What? The one you talked about last week. Oh, Jupiter Legacy. Yeah, he he's uh, one of the uh, one of the workers that from the the what the the forties or whatever. That that okay had his had his side. One one of one of the employees, and uh, that was like it was, I don't know. I've never seen the guy before. And now I've seen him in two shows. Uh, I don't know. Hollywood nowadays, when it comes to, to actors, like the review people attribute them DBC. being. <laughs> no, they could they attribute them to being a success before they're a success. Mm. So like they'll be like, for example, um, there's a TV show. I forget what it was, but they hired this girl f who directed the show called Flea Bottom. Right. Mm. I guess it's an excellent show. That's what I'm, I'm told. But she was hired to direct an action show, and I can't remember what it was. And the 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 reports I'm seeing are people like they went and got a veteran of the industry who knows what she's doing to direct this show, so this show should be amazing. And I'm like, point me to one action moot show she's ever directed. Well, she directed a a drama about love. Okay, what's that got to do with action? Nothing. So why are you contributing? Like, why are you giving her the the tag of? legendary when she's directed one show or written one show in her entire life and now you're like oh she's a successful and legendary writer director like they're doing that with everybody and it's fucking ridiculous they get one role and all of a yeah. sudden they're gods of whatever they're doing yeah it's because the, the journalists today are more fanboy than they are journalists that's what the problem is true true so like, you know, oh my my favorite directors in this movie, who did this movie. Well, then he must be amazing, and the movie must be amazing. It's not Stanley Kubrick, so must not be. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's get into uh this uh first topic here. It says this can be an interesting debate. So Amazon extends ban on police use of its facial recognition software until further notice. Um, so Amazon has extended its, yeah, 
moratorium on law-enforced use of its facial recognition software until further notice. According to Reuters, the ban was set to expire in June, supposedly, as of early 2018, as of yeah, 2018. Amazon Place had pushed Amazon to scale back the project, arguing that the documented uh, racial bias and the facial recognition could, ex what do you call it, exaggerate police violence against minorities. Okay, so this was true. So, um, because I remember following this, and we even actually covered the other parts of it on the podcast. Um, it did. It actually had a bias um, toward minorities, which is really wrong. The, the actual face recognition software actually had a bias, which is really bad. Whoever programmed it obviously put that bias is in there. A, is it a bias or is it just a statistical fact? No, 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 no. This is actually, if there's, no, there's actually real data. You can look at it. It's a real bias um, that they found out. It's not bullshit, which is why they were able to, some of the employees were actually able to get Amazon to pull back a little bit on it because it was, they had evidence on it showing that it was bias. Um, it was really bad. Well, I'm just, so I, I have to ask this question because I've seen enough reports claiming that it, it's the uh, facial recognition, recognition is racist because it will recognize black people committing crimes. And I'm like, it will recognize white people too. It recognizes whoever commits a crime. No, no, that, no, that's the thing. Understand. It wasn't. It almost ignores. It's really yeah, bad. You're, you're talking about Amazon doing it, right? Yeah. So this is Amazon's version. Do you think the police station was using, like, the police would be using the same one? No, no, think... no, but that's what the, yeah, but no, okay, so they, it would be the same one because the actual, this is where this started because, um, police departments were requesting a use of the technology. Yeah, and they, like, up. Nate, hold up. What I, you misunderstand what I'm saying. Obviously, that software probably has settings, right? Like no, no, no. Okay, so the way Nate, any, Nate, any software has a setting on it. Kind no, of like no, if you take, no, if you take a voting machine. It, hang on, hang on. Let me finish what I'm saying. If okay. you take a voting machine and you change it from count one vote is one vote to count one vote is two votes, that's a setting within it. It's got software programs. So no. the face recognition, hang on, the face recognition software uh, system has to have software that runs on it, right? And that software can be adjusted, obviously, because it's software. So all I'm asking you is, is this Amazon trying to look good when in reality they thought that minorities were the problem in their warehouses and such? So well, they, they probably did. It up to make it look biased? Yeah, and okay, now so they're trying to cover their own ass? So in typical software, there are settings. So the way facial recognition software actually works, um, it follows little time movements and structures and bones, stuff like that in your face. And it yeah, reads these things and eye lines and stuff like this. Um, no, you actually can't. No, you actually can't. Because... You could shut certain settings off. No, you can't because it's actually built the way it has to work. It act, it's actually built into the algorithm itself. Those I are don't not changed at all because it's, the... a, it's a computer program and you can read. No, I've trust. I've watched plenty of things. Of Once it's set, it's set. The algorithm has to actually be rewritten for it to actually change the settings. You you can't just do it overnight. Again, again that that only proves that Amazon had a very basic bias and racist setting uh, algorithm that they put together they for did. a reason, and now they're trying to cover their own ass well, and yeah. shift it towards cops. When yes. in reality, police should be allowed to use this technology. Yes. What are That's they what using this at. technology for? <clears throat> the Am oh, Amazon, Amazon was oh, Amazon was using it. Their workers. Yeah, they wanted to track every single movement of every single worker. Oh my god. So, so like, like 
hey, you scratched her ass every 10 minutes. Yeah. That's a production drop. Uh, You're getting fired. Yeah. That's yeah, a, pretty that's much. Rid- yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Come on, people. So just out of curiosity, are you liberal fucks out there that are always like, well, private business, they're allowed to ban whoever they want. Are you okay with this shit too? Just wondering. If, if private business private businesses can get away with murder and do whatever the hell they want, are you okay with them doing this well, shit to you? They, they, they won't say any of that until they realize. That's just like everybody uh, saying, oh, the the 1% or whatever need to pay more in taxes. But then when you look at it, they are paying more in taxes than, than you and I. way more. Just because, you make, just because you make a, a, a million dollars. 35% of it is going to taxes. You make $20,000, 5%. You know, it's a yeah, hell of yeah. a lot less. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very nuanced thing. But my, my point is, I just want someone out there to tell me that they're, they're, they're just as pissed off at how Amazon is treating their workers as they are. Uh, but, I mean, they, I want them to tell me they're fine with it. Like they're fine with like Steven Crowder being banned from YouTube because they don't like him. Yeah, because that's the same thing. You're you're shitting on people because you're a private business and you think and you have the right to do it, but these people are okay with it when it doesn't happen to them. And I want to know how they feel about it now, if they happen to be a a worker at a retail store getting judged because they scratch their head every minute, mm-hmm. and it's costing them one percent to production time. Yeah. Um. So and other so another like because obviously people are gonna be like. So, like, other companies are making facial recognition. Yes, this is true. So this is what's happening with that. So, um, Microsoft announced that it would also not be selling its racial recognition service to the police uh, the day after Amazon pledge, but they're not selling it to anybody. Microsoft said this is proprietary technology. No one's allowed to use it but us. Um, and that was actually oh, the day after. Um, I, and all, it's and so I be- stupid! And IBM also said that it would stop all research and development into facial recognition software from this point forward. Uh, Google has also uh, doesn't said they do will not allow commercially commercial use of any facial recognition software. So again, all these companies are going, it's either for private use in the company or it's not being sold to anybody. Yeah. Uh, I, so whatever, the government will step in and fix that problem because that's not going to fly because basically what they're saying is we're allowed to fuck our employees over as hard as we want, but police are not allowed to use it to catch actual criminals. Mm. Um, and you can say whatever you want, Nate, it's not going to stand. Like I'm sure we're going to have to wait until there's a Republican president and a Republican Senate because the Democrats are not going to do anything to actually help anybody. But um, I do like the fact that IBM said we're pulling the plug on everything and just throwing out the software we've already made. I like that what IBM did. No, the, I, they're all they're all virtual signaling pieces of shit. Because <laughs> what they should say is we're giving this info to the police so that the police can catch real criminals and not catch people who don't deserve to be arrested. Like it should be. Um, we don't if, want we, if we if we can trust if we can trust them, yeah, that'd be one thing. But we can't. The police. Yes. I hate to break it to you, but you can trust the police far more than you can trust any of these businesses and half the people you know. Well, okay? I don't trust I don't trust either, but that's besides the point. Like you are delusional if you actually believe the fucking news with these people pretending that the the police are somehow like this criminal organization that are out <laughs> to destroy people's lives. Like you are fucking delusional. Go look at how what New York the state New York is in. 
you know that they just declared the other day that New York's crime rate is as high as it was in the 60s and 70s, which was the height of organized crime in New York? Think about that. Now that they've attacked the police and they've stopped them from policing, think about how bad that city has is, is become in a matter of a half a year. Hmm. I mean, I, I can show you a video um, from San Francisco. A guy walked around and he was asking questions in these shops. Apparently now, the cops can't even arrest people for stealing. So people just walk into convenience stores, grab whatever they want, and just fucking leave. Yeah, it's got to be, like, if it's if you steal, like, under $800 or something, it's nothing. So they just do it every day. Yeah. And then, and then basically, like, meth heads will go in there and steal all the shit. They'll go and sell it. And then they'll get shot and killed and have their meth or money stolen from them. Or they'll buy a bunch of meth and sell it to some kids, which is happening. And, mm. like, the, the, the drug problem has skyrocketed in San Francisco. You can crap on the floor on the street. And they're, they're like, our crime rates have gone down significantly. Yeah, you know why your crime rates have gone down? Arrested. Because you're not arresting anybody for committing crimes. <clears throat> it's it's scary, Nate. And when you, like, I know there are bad cops out there, but if you honestly think that they're the bad guys, you're watching the wrong news, dude. Because the situation's got getting real bad with crime. And people are getting away with close to murder. I mean... In New York, people are killing people and getting let out on bail for free because bail has been suspended in New York. At least I think it was New York. So if I went to your house in New York and shot you dead, Nate, they would arrest me and then the next day release me for free and say, you're doing court this day, and then I could just flee. And good luck finding me. So you better watch out, Nate. Okay. Because I'm fucking coming. Uh, <laughs> what was There was a YouTuber that did exactly that. I forget his anyway. Like it, the rule of law in, in police is what keeps us from becoming like, and this is not a racial tinge thing, but like an African nation where they have warlords all over the place killing each other daily. That's what happens when you don't have like sturdy policing. They small criminals become big criminals, and then they take over large sections of, of city block and large sections of, of states, and then they get so powerful that people who live there have to live in fear because they're murdered daily and attacked daily. Like what happens in sadly in Africa all the time with these warlords. They don't have like a stable policing at all. And the policing they do have is massively corrupt. Well, I'm not, yeah. I mean, Depending on what parts though. Yeah. Well, it's you not all of Africa. You cannot charge a, uh, a felony under $950 or something like that. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's not all of Africa, but like, for example, Africa, during... I'm talking about California. But... No, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a good one. During Pablo Escobar's reign in Colombia, he got to the point where he was so powerful that the police just didn't show up. So they would just walk into people's houses, kill their parents and take their kids and then sell their kids into the sex slave. And then someone would go and report it and the cops would be like, put it over there and then nothing. And... That's how it will, like, you may not think that's how it's going to get, but that's how it will get if someone keeps making money and no one's stopping them for committing these crimes. They'll eventually get enough money where they can do whatever the hell they want. People just don't understand how important police are to, like, the stability of a country. 
Yeah. Also, yeah. fuck the asshole police that don't deserve the respect. The ones that abuse the power. Yeah, that's the, and that's the problem though. That's the, like. But and, it's uh, no way, dude. It's no way the, the the number that they that they try to claim. This that's is the fence area. Like, true. you know. What but mean? I've I've listened to podcasts with poli former police, and they're like disgusted at the police force now. The retired police officers, I can't believe how they work now. What's your point? Like, because it's gone downhill so badly. Because there's a couple of retired policemen who think it's gone downhill, mm. or could those retired policemen be watching CNN all night? <laughs> where they lie they literally lie through their teeth about stuff yeah like that's the point you, you're, yeah. you're taking these point of views but you don't know if the guy's being honest with it i mean we don't have any trouble with the police in our town and we have almost no crime westerling hope valley are pretty good on crime dude oh yeah well of course well that's that's where we live though come on now it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it, you're saying it's where we live but nate the reason why it's where we live is because we have a good police force and anytime something gets bad, they crack down immediately. They, they, just the other day, they caught some guy up in uh, South County uh, who was selling crack. They, they were on him for a week, and they shut him down and arrested him. Yeah. That's why you don't have crack dealers in freaking Westerly, because <laughs> they get caught and shut down immediately, because we have a good police force. When you don't shut it down immediately, it spreads and gets worse and worse, and then you can't stop it. Crime yeah. is like a it, this may sound like a cliche, but crime is like a cancer. It's yeah. literally like a cancer. If you don't kill it quickly, it grows and grows until you can't stop it. Well, that's a discussion for a whole other Actually, could be a whole other podcast anyway. Yeah. But let's get to uh, the Google shows off its Android 12 huge UI overhaul, uh, which is 12 different color changing UI. Um, they gave a very bubble-ish theme. They have like bubbles for chat now for all kinds of chat, which I can't stand the shoot bubbles. Wow, they, they're finally taking note what Apple's been doing for years. <laughs> you mean? I don't think so. This is uh, everything. Trying to put, I'm trying to turn around because, uh, you know, I know we Google. I mean, Android has always had this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they've, had, they've had a bubble theme now, which is just a different UI look and adding the bubbles to the chat is fine. I don't use their chat anyway. So that's what it is. Um, but it is pretty neat. I do like the, you know I mean, the Have different colors. You... No. Yeah. Um, um, it's not out in beta. It's not, I don't know when the beta hits, actually. I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea. But, I mean, yeah, it is pretty neat. Um, and these are only, like, some of the first beginning changes. Well, I wonder, what, I don't know. We'll see what kind of other performance differences. If they change anyways, like, the memory is dealt with or anything, that'd be neat. But. I would like to see some like more interchanges to the software to make it more efficient. It is very iPhone-y. Yeah, well, yeah, watching, of course. It is. Watching with this video, it is very iPhone-y. Well, yeah, with the bubbles, yeah. Yeah. I know. Because that's like the trend right now, though. That's why. So. It's all like it's even like got the colors of the new Macs in it. <laughs> Not completely. They're more uh, pastel toned. Okay. <laughs> um, where the Macs are uh, more vibrant, I guess you could say, uh, base color tone. So. But I'm surprised they don't have more stuff about that. Is there any other information that came out from Google I/O? Usually, there's a lot of stuff. 
There is. I didn't really get, get into it too much into it today, uh, but there is. Well, this is, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be more information about that IO, about the new IO, but we'll see them. All right. So back in November of last year, YouTube added a unique addition to its U.S. Terms of Service. Oh. The update installed a, a directive stating that from now on, all videos must be YouTube's advertiser-friendly guidelines, would display ads, even videos, what do you call it, outside of YouTube partner program. However, creators outside the program won't receive any profits generated, which as one can probably imagine caused quite a bit of controversy among the YouTube community. Now, half of a year later, YouTube has announced that it's expanding its directive starting on June 1st. All videos outside of the U.S. that meet YouTube advertiser-friendly guidelines will also display ads. And, of course, any content creator outside of the YouTube's partner program will not receive any of the revenue. YouTube will keep that, but will still allow any YouTuber to join its partner program if they meet the requirement to do so, which this change is ironically makes harder. So, so basically, even if you're not a partner, you have ads on your your videos. Yep. Oh, and you get no money from it. Well, yeah. yeah. Which is why I tell people, like, how, like, holy crap, like, they're uh, what's the one I use right now? Uh, you block origins actually really good. Uh, but there's like two versions of it. There's one that's a fake version. Don't get because that's the only problem with the ad block programs. A lot of them are like fucking like shit programs like that, like fucking our memory hogs. Okay. So you actually you actually hit my trap card here. Because this this actually goes into something you're talking about. So recently Steven Crowder has announced that he's suing uh youtube yeah because they struck they struck his channel for like a second time and the reason they gave on his thing was we didn't like it that was their well reason. it's their platform so they're allowed oh, to say that hold up it no they're not because their terms of service says that they have to give you a reason when they when they strike your channel they have to give you not not a reason but they have to give you the infraction you broke so in other words Whatever guideline you broke has to be put in the in the, the infraction, and there is no we didn't like it guideline. Okay, but that's hmm. not the issue here. The issue here, and the reason why he's going to win his case is because he did a video when he put on Blaze TV where he sat down and he typed in a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be not user friendly, and it's tagged as as kid friendly content. One was a bunch of videos of guys having sex with other guys. <laughs> You could see them, everything. It wasn't covered up, okay? These videos have, like, millions of views, so they know they're there, okay? Another one was jihadist beheading videos and fight for Allah and all that crap with millions of views, and I forget what the third one was. And he did this video, and he showed how you could find all these videos on YouTube, and none of them are flagged as inappropriate, and in fact, that they're all flagged for child-appropriate. So Oof. when you bring up this shit about ad, oh, and they also had ads running from. Them. Well, so I guess they say, oh, well, that's that's really we can't we can't block them for religious means or something, right? No, because that that's my point with this shit. That's not ad or friendly. That you tell me one, you tell me Nike wants a video of someone getting beheaded, 
and then have a commercial at the beginning of it. <laughs> you want your head right? cut off while you're wearing right? Nike. <laughs> ad ad friendly. That's ad friendly. And that's kid friendly. So all this shit that they're showing, people don't have to you worry. You want to the wear shit... Nike while you're getting pegged. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> you know, this shit is going to end in a, a year or two and YouTube is going to be fucked in the ass. Plain and simple. Because they are Brought not covering Nike. their tracks. <laughs> they're, they're not covering their tracks with this bullshit. Yeah. And as soon as someone with the balls in the government to step up does something, they are going to be in a lot of trouble. You cannot sit there and tell people that their videos are demonetized because they're not ad-friendly when they say something like, you know, I'm not a fan of Kathleen Kennedy's direction in Star Wars. You're not ad-friendly. You're kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. You beheaded someone on YouTube. You can have your ads. Like, they, they don't even know how to run their illegal program. They're like a mob that doesn't know how to run their racket. Yeah. Well, and eventually yeah, um... someone has to do something about it. Well, okay, so this is the thing. So I remember even like in like the late 90s, mid 90s, um, most people that had a computer thought AOL would never go away. Mm. This is just giant. They control so much. They bought Time Warner. You know what I mean? Years down the road, well, they're gone pretty much now. They don't exist. Broadband um, was invented. Well, yeah, bro, I'm, so, I'm not saying um, YouTube's not going to exist. I'm just saying that there's going to be a point where Twitch and YouTube and these media platforms are considered by the government as platform as the new platform, like town squares and shit. And at that point, they're not going to be able to kick people off for their guidelines because their guidelines are going to be shit. Well, no, I'm saying this is what's going to happen. Company so, or not. so this is what's going to happen. Like Zinga just pointed out, broadband happened, obviously, with AOL. Um, and it took over everywhere. Um, but these things happen like all the time. And for instance, like the internet just completely changed over the years. Yahoo used to be a thing, a place where people went. Google came along, completely buried them. <laughs> Absolutely fucking buried I, I them. Mean, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm not done. So we continue on this path. So right now we are on this YouTube bubble thing where people that want to be creators want to make money. Well, the chances of getting money and making money are probably very slim at this point. Um, so and the same thing with becoming a Twitch partner. So what is going to happen is that another platform is going to eventually show up that's going to offer a monetization, monetization program that's going to be a lot easier to get a hold of and get into, and they're not going to show ads on their platform. More people are going to jump ship over to there a lot and, easier. And, and that's... And that's then YouTube and YouTube will be over. And that's what TikTok is. Well, well, TikTok is kind of shit, but that's... But the, no, the, no, the, but seriously, it's easy to use. You can edit on the fly and you can make quick, quick videos on your phone. The, the, thing you, the thing you have to remember is the golden rule of greed. All right? Mm. Someone makes t regular TV. They make TV networks. Ad, ads come in. They push so hard, they destroy regular TV. Someone invents cable TV. Cable TV gets on there. It's great. Going real good for a long time. Someone comes in, starts screwing with the system because they want to make more money. And now you get tired of watching stuff on cable TV and you'd rather just stream it, right? Streaming comes along. Everybody loves streaming. They want to watch streaming all the time. Then greedy people that don't matter anymore in society, like NBC and ABC and all that, they decide that they're going to create their own and they're going to rip all this stuff off of these streaming platforms because they want a piece of the pie. Now you're annoyed with streaming because no one wants to own streaming. Like and you go back things. to piracy. Exactly. And that's yeah. the same thing with freaking YouTube. 
The reason yep. why YouTube is doing this is not because they more look, look at me, internet people. Look at me, you leftist fucks who like this. YouTube is not protecting children. They're not protecting your leftist love of people. They're not protecting the races and diversity. They're not protecting trans rights, gay rights, and all that. All they're doing is accepting the biggest amount of money they can get from the other big networks, the old media that no one cares about, to shut down their competition. And that becomes a monopoly, and that's how you lose your YouTube. Well, no, or to bag as much as they can before they know the end is inevitable. They, no, they're literally in their pockets. You know why Crowder's getting banned? It's not because he pissed people off. It's because Crowder's TV show has more views every single time he streams than an entire week of late night television. He has like 20 million views every single time he does a stream. And like your shitty ass freaking Trevor Noah, who gets paid $20 million a year, can't break 5 million on, di on the Daily Show. That's why they're, he's getting banned because those old media that no one pays attention to are throwing their money around to get them banned. And people are like, oh, no, they're banning him because he's an asshole. Conservatives are terrible. No, you liberal bitch. They don't care about that. They don't care at all. It's because NBC is telling them, hey, we don't like Crowder outpacing us. Like well, when, yeah, they do a, yeah. when they do a debate between the, the Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and he's got 15 million people watching his stream as he makes fun of it. And, and the, the debate on TV has like 9 million. That pisses them off because they're not making money. So well, they yeah. want to get rid of him. That's all there is to it. And that's yeah, how but, it is with everything. But with the, doing things like this, these companies do this, like do this and put a nail in their own coffin. Um, and that's what yeah. they're doing with this. Because that's nobody, nobody watches, I hate to bring it to you, but nobody watches NBC on YouTube. Nobody watches CNN clips on YouTube. Nobody no. cares. So um, all you're doing is taking money from the company no one's going to pay attention to, and then they're going to watch something else instead of your shit. Yeah, like one of these other eventually is going to push further enough to actually to make things either, whether it's like Vimeo or uh, Mo Daily, T uh, Daily Motion or one of the other big ones. And they're going to do something that's going to upset like the the norm and a bunch of people are going to jump shit right to there and YouTube's going to be over. So, yep. that's, that's what's going to happen. Well, um, I don't think it's going to get that far because, God willing, some people with some actual intelligence will get into the House of Representatives and mm. they'll they'll take action against YouTube because it's not... I, I'm sorry, liberals, it's not just for Republicans. It's going to turn against you someday. Like someday when they get done stripping the rights of all the conservatives on that, on Twitter and on YouTube, they're going to come after you and they eat their own. So eventually you being happy about like RuPaul's Drag Race and loving it, at one point you're going to be pissed because they're going to ban it from YouTube because it's got too many viewers and it's pissing off NBC who doesn't like like their voice or whatever show they have not being watched. That's how it works. They're not coming after conservatives because they don't like what they're saying. They're coming after them because that's what people are watching and they want to get rid of their competition. Yeah. As soon as you become their competition, they're going to come after you too. True. But, well, I don't think it'll come to that though. I think YouTube will be over by then. But... Because I think this is just the first sign it's the end of YouTube. But we'll see in a few years, though. They they need to make 
just a new platform that's friendly to people. That's well, that's what will happen. <laughs> and they will do that. And, and, and YouTube and will it, not be able to compete. But then and they'll and become five years, Yep. Because well, yeah, yeah, it's works. a cycle. Yeah. yeah, of course, it's a cycle. Eventually, oh. NPC, NBC will go to that new mm. platform and be like, this is how we're going to fuck it up. Here's some money. Have a good day. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be good for a few years while it lasts anyway. Yep. Um, so anyway, the last topic here. So, uh, so first, Snake Eyes trailer teases the rise of a hero. So what did we because i'm not too enthused about this movie because i'm not like a huge fan i don't like... care because it, it, Sna uh, snake eyes was a side character dude it was like the mm. gi joe were like was like duke roadblock fucking baroness uh cobra cobra commander yep. like snake eyes was cool but he wasn't the he wasn't the center and i understand they already made some gi joe movies so i'd be happy so I'm, it's cool that they're making one. I'm just pissed that they didn't bother to make a good G.I. Joe movie before making the spin-off character a G.I. Joe movie. Mm. Because those other two movies were goddamn terrible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just pisses me off. Why don't you make a good one, then you can go ahead and make they the They killed Duke off in the second movie. Like, <laughs> it didn't make any well, sense. Well, of course they did. Because The Rock is a bigger star than Jason Tatum. Oh. So they yeah. had to have oh, The Rock Channing Tatum. Channing. Whatever yeah. his damn name is. Dude, he used to have a hot wife. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know his damn name. I don't care. I don't like his movie. But I can say they got the mask right this time. Because in the first J.I. Joe, he had lips for some reason. They won't get anything right, dude. <laughs> I, Dude, I've heard some stuff, man. That trailer for the new Kung Fu movie, the Marvel Kung Fu movie. Oh. Cool. I don't know where they Shame got the idea that they... Dude, they, they were like, we're going to make you appreciate Kung Fu. And, and I was like, this looks like 10 years old, dude. <laughs> this does not look like anywhere near as good as the shit I've seen recently in Kung Fu movies. So in the uh, G.I. Joe, the guy who plays Storm Shadow is the guy from the Warriors. Oh, okay. You mean oh. the Warrior? Oh, the Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the main the main character. Again, again, I'd like to point out the reason why Hollywood is so goddamn stupid. I love that guy. Why is he in everything? Is he the only Asian you know? <laughs> right? Like that's my point. It's the like they sit there and talk about this great diversity push, and then they turn around and it's like, here we got this guy from from Asia. He's in everything you know. Next. Well, they did the same thing with Jet Li, though. Yes, that's my point. That's how, <laughs> they really don't care. <laughs> there are hundreds of good Asian kung fu actors out there. Why is he the only goddamn one? Well, that he's, you're the, he's he's the new the new star. So, and the funny thing is, the guy who plays Snake Eyes I've never seen before. He was in Crazy Rich Asians or something. What? Yeah. Because that's that's how. What you kind of movie you. is that? <laughs> That's it how you cast your kung fu movie, dude. You get a guy who can't kung fu fight from a terrible movie called Crazy Rich Asians. That just oh, sounds also, terrible. I also figured it out. The chick I was talking about is some girl named Amy something Weber. Yeah. And she she was hired to direct Indiana Jones. And the only thing she's ever directed was a bunch of love story movies and comics. Oh, God. Yeah. And now she is being hired to direct an action adventure movie. 
it's going to be a comic joke of crap. Wonderful. Yeah. His outgoing yeah. movie is going to be terrible. Yep. Now, why? 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 I don't. I know why. Because someone, someone who works for that studio said, you know, I really love her. And someone went, yeah, but she a fit for action adventure. Yeah, yeah, don't be sexist, dude. She could totally do it. And you know what? She'll do good. It should be all right. All right's not good enough. They hated the last one. I don't care. So to give everybody an update, because this is like a debate thing between me and Grim for a while here about Star Trek Discovery. So Manny comes to me. Well, Tony Camper comes to me. Tony Camper comes to me, right? And he goes, I'm a grown man. Why is the third season of Star Trek Discovery making me cry? And I was like, and he means this, and he, he meant is the story is so moving in the third season. He's like, no, like, it's not. He's like, holy crap. He's like, no, it's he's not. Like, he's like, Manny this is needs some... to watch better shows. Um, oh, he's a huge, he buys movies and watches movies all the fucking time. Okay. I'm going to sit him down with some My Hero Academia. You won't watch that. <laughs> no, he won't watch that. I, um, I guarantee you, if I can convince him to watch one season, he'll be bawling his eyes out by the end. Um, No, but like he, yeah. But he's like, holy crap, this is like some of the most impressive like storytelling he says he's ever seen. He's like, I've watched and owned a lot of movies and right, TV Tony shows. Cam- Tony Camper's like, lost. He's lost to us, man. Um, he, it is it is super impressive. Like, like I don't know if a lot of people realize that like it was supposed to end on the third season, but the ratings got so good on the third season, they were like, they asked the director, you come back for your fourth season. He said, yeah, why not? And they're obviously they're shooting the fourth season right now. I think they're ending soon, actually getting the fourth season but it's gonna be really good though either way i can't wait to see it no it won't be really good because it's not really good yeah it is yeah it's such a good sh- that show is just developed like gotten better every season like i can't oh, wait for the wow, fourth season. that totally fits um so but we have other fish i really need to watch what the hell is that show um yeah the new star wars show watch that uh, but the bad batch i really need to check that out <laughs> that... It's supposed to be really good the bad batch so what so since we're in the closing of the podcast here so we are possibly going to have a special guest in the next couple weeks oh yeah yes Ooh. <laughs> people uh, obviously are going to know this guy because he played call of duty this few times so uh, guy I work with, he's going to be joining on the podcast. Uh, Mr. Bo. Oh, really? He wants oh, to be yeah. on it? He's going to join us in one of the, yeah. I'm going to offend the hell out of him, aren't I? And I told him he could join us, so yeah. Yeah. He's actually right. a big tech guy. He worked at... Uh, right, right. I'm going to offend the hell out of this guy, right? With my no, no, he, not he, at all. He, he, he might offend you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Is his opinion is his opinion <laughs> bad as yours? <laughs> uh, no, his mouth is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, yeah. dirty mouths don't bother me, but if he likes Call of Duty, I'm gonna hate this guy's gonna hate me. No, he's actually <laughs> been playing the hell out of Fortnite. Oh God, <laughs> that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We're done. We're out. I will see you guys on D and D and nothing else. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Saturday night, D and D. We'll get back I'm into psych, dude. You guys should be moving on to fight one of the big guys. Uh, the big guys. Well, remember the thing I gave you guys a couple weeks ago with the, the three targets on it? Okay. 
you're you're basically you only have one side quest left and that side quest is not very long okay. so you guys are probably going to be starting the actual arc of hunting down these souls okay this week. so very you should be good. moving on to some rough shit yeah and maybe at some point and it's funny because i've been promising one of our podcast listeners that i might actually record uh one of our D D sessions and make it as a bonus episode i i kind of want to stream it but i have to check with so, everybody and if i do stream it it will be at the start of chapter two and not now but i think i might decide to stream it um also chris should be joining us this week but he don't have a character yet so he's playing a character i put together i'm gonna drop a hint for you nate i'm gonna let you know but don't tell woody all right are you ready yeah. big reveal marcus talon the second is going to run into you guys sent okay. by the king sent by the king of the gwendolian empire because people back home are suspicious they think you helped the frog king perhaps oh. or something and talon's brother you know the guy who got stabbed through the chest yeah but you guys got talon's brother has gotten permission to travel portal travel and he has arrived in the city looking for you guys because he wants to know what happened to his brother and he's a little pissed off because he thinks you guys did something to his brother. Mm. Now, I'm not sure which character he's going to be, because I've made two separate classes, and I'm going to let him pick between a dual-wield fighter and a war priest, which is a custom class. Uh, and I'll let Chris pick which one he's going to play. Okay. Uh -oh. So, that could be very interesting. Don't tell Woody. We'll be a surprise. And I guess Bazinga will be there if he can handle it, and we'll have a full group. So I might have to pump the difficulty up on these quests. So prepare for that. And if you listen to this podcast, obviously, we might actually do a bonus. I might upload a bonus episode of our D&D session. So be on the lookout and pay attention to our wherever you follow our podcast. Yeah, if I there do might stream it, episode. I'll stream it on the Get Tech channel anyway. Yeah. If I start streaming it. So be stay tuned for that. So this, this has been Talking Gaming and Tech for this week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to us, whatever podcast app you use. We appreciate it. You're on Spotify, we double thank you because that's our host. So until next week. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, everyone, get tech. Good we'll see you next time.